1: To the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Ruto and Blaze coming at you. AJ should be joining us shortly as the Avs win 5 to 3 over the New York Islanders. Um, I don't. Uh, how many ways can you describe a third period comeback until you're out of ways to describe <laughs> it, Blaze?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I think we're going to find out this year
1: now i think have we, have we found out I already? Think we're already there i think we are already there at this point when it comes to the third period comebacks with uh with this avs team uh as aj is is on with us aj how's winnipeg
2: it's cold as fuck
1: <laughs> sounds accurate
0: um it's cold here, too, by the way. It was like 68, <laughs> 65. Free, so really freezing. Yeah. Really a beer free- on him. <laughs> uh, he got
1: enough liquids poured on him in the last week. It's true. It's fine. Uh, this game, especially the third period to me, felt like when you know it's not your year, you know it's not your year for the Islanders. Uh, you end up with a a goal that did not cross the goal line because Anders Lee decided to whack it out of the net, the Avs net, for the record. And then you fail to capitalize on some other grade A opportunities. With that being said, let's, let's start from the beginning here. The Avs, honestly, I thought played pretty well in the first period. Um, the score ended up being 1-1 after 1, but... They were getting great A quality chances, they just weren't finishing enough of them. And and this is a weird conversation. Let's start with the Miko conversation. Because tonight all of his moves were working. He was making Islanders defensemen look like nerds on every single play. But he wasn't finishing. So what is it good for? Oh,
0: are we are we is that me? I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean like you could tell that Miko was feeling it. He was walking through people, but just again couldn't find the handle to score yep so i mean it felt like he was gonna have a great night and again like that whole f- first period it looked like it was gonna be domination from the avs all the way through yeah
1: i uh, you know uh, twice in this hockey game it felt like the abs had the the wind taking out of their sails with so the Isles kind of coming back and scoring on them shortly after they score um is, is this an issue, AJ, or is it more of a monument to the Avs being a different team this year where you see that happen to them twice? Yes, the momentum shifts, but they still find a way to win this game.
2: Yeah, I think it I think it really just speaks to the, the idea that, you know, a thing that we talk about regularly, that there are two NHL teams on the ice. For sure. And that when we're, what we're talking about, uh, the win getting taken out of Colorado sales is... That wind goes somewhere. It doesn't just disappear, you know? Yeah. It goes into the sails of the other team. And you talk about an Islanders team that has been on the upswing uh, and is, like, if they're going to try and talk themselves into making a playoff push, they need absolutely every single point. Yeah. And so they, they really needed tonight to go well. Uh, and they didn't play very well, in my opinion. They didn't, like, they had their moments... But were it not for Darcy Kemper's worst game of the year and uh this just some comical things that went their way um they really don't they they really wouldn't have created a whole lot and they certainly wouldn't have scored as often as they did. Uh, they they got they got Darcy Kemper on a on a sea night and couldn't, it wasn't couldn't enough. put it away
1: yeah it wasn't enough for sure and that's I think the feeling around the league right now is the abs are a team you have to put away because even right now, even two goals doesn't feel like a safe lead against the abs in the third period. It it genuinely feels like this team is right on you at that point.
2: Yeah. And, and with one goal you should have, you know, I was listening to the Islanders broadcast because normally it's pretty, it's pretty solid. um, And, is, is pretty well informed on the opposing team. Uh, I won't get into any of that tonight because it was bad, but <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting like their perspective going into the third period where they were talking about like they could really use another goal here yeah. because this team leads the NHL in comebacks. Like they could really <laughs> use another one. Uh, and so they uh you know and they they were right like you just Denver you know going into the third period this year feels different than it has in, in really any other year with Jared Bednar as coach where this year it just feels like this year it just feels like the team is never out of a game that as long as they're playing as long as they've shown life in that game because like the Boston game they showed no life whatsoever right and so Boston started to build their lead back up after two one, and you were like, "Yes, yeah, dumb." But that th- this was this was one where I felt, you know, the the Islanders, the Islanders were really, really, really fortunate to be in the position that they were in, uh, and that they didn't do they didn't do enough with the lead. And should the should the goal have counted? Uh, should it have come back? I I didn't see it cross the line entirely. Yeah. Um, so for me, I thought I was like, look, this is close. This is a heartbreaker. I don't see where you make this argument that that should have been a goal.
1: Yeah. I. From every angle I saw, it didn't cross the line. Well, they had a pretty so.
0: definitive shot, too, where they zoomed in, and you could see that there was no white behind yeah. the puck. Like, it never fully crossed. Yeah. I don't think you could get any closer, but and- –
2: yeah, it was like it's a razor thin margin, but also yeah. like if Marcy Kemper stops a routine shot, again, we're not there. You're right. For sure. Like that yeah. puck that puck like had that gone in, that would have been a heartbreaker for Colorado to give up because they had completely dominated the third period and they dared to give up one routine shot from yeah. 8 feet away.
1: We're sitting here talking about how Darcy Kemper let one in that he just can't instead of the Avs winning this hockey game. so Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, yeah. like, as a, at, a, at a 4-3 game with seven minutes to go, I still don't have confidence that the Avs lose that game. True. Because, of, like, the way that they came out at the start of the third period, what did they end up with? Like, 20 shots on goal in the third? Yeah, it was
1: aggressive. It, they had, like, 20 shots on goal in the first two periods and nearly equaled it, I believe, in the third period, if, if not – did equal it. So yeah. it was a. Uh, once again, this team proving they can turn it up when they need to. Blaze, it's your turn to do the sixty second rundown of the hockey game. Last time you only needed five seconds. I think you might need more than that <laughs> for this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, as I die here. Sorry about that. Uh yeah, Avs came out hot. Couldn't really get things going, generated the right right way. Um you know they did score a goal. Second period came along, got some pushback. You, I think that was the Islanders' best period by far where they were really pushing the play there um, and then ran into an ex-player that just made them pay for trading them to the Avs. Yep, that's uh,
1: <laughs> a, a pretty good summary of that game. I don't know. Is the graphic ready, yeah, here? Uh So uh, the obvious, obvious king of the game tonight, Devon Taves, the three-point night. Well, oh, yep. Let's put Whoops. up the wrong graphic, real quick. Poorly shot. There you go. There we go. Devon Taves three-point night. He adds a goal to two assists. Um, this was the Avs' dynamic defense on full display tonight. Yeah. And, you know, you had Kale McCarr getting involved in things too, but Taves was just—it's—it's it's honestly incredible to me how well these guys read the play, especially yeah. in the offensive zone where. They see an opening and they just send it.
0: Yep. Honorable mention to Burkoski because Mm -hmm. obviously set up one of those goals uh, that Taves had and then also a goal for himself as well. The give and go with Burkoski and Taves
2: was was Barry Trotz is going to pull that up on video tomorrow (laughs) and be like, this is a teaching moment, Ross Johnson. (laughs) When they do that to you, you don't just hang out up high. Yeah. Because he turned his back to Devon Taves, and Devon Taves goes, "Okay, bye." <laughs> See, <laughs> and Burkovsky just stood there and was like, "Is this guy for real? No bolt coming at me." Okay, and like Burkovsky handling the puck up high in the zone like that is always—you're a little
1: on edge for sure. You're a little on edge when that. I mean, happened. that was a
0: high danger pass, right, AJ? Like. It was through the legs. Like that had a high like, chance of getting deflected out of the zone. Like
2: some, some things could have gone wrong for <laughs> yeah. sure. Look, and it worked out and it's a great place. A high skill play. Yeah. That's, that's, that's your high risk, high reward kind of play where if that goes wrong, they're going the other way with at I, least a, a clean breakaway with at least one guy. I,
1: I mean, the ads are kind of doing the high wire act all night tonight. Like, Darren Helm was putting pucks between his legs along the offensive blue line. They were getting pretty adventurous, uh, a lot. Got away with it for the most part. Yeah. They really didn't give up too many opportunities the other way. So,
2: I thought I, I thought Burakovsky looked a lot better when they made the mid-game swap and put everybody kind of back to where they should be. Yeah,
1: back to the normal um, top six lines. Yeah,
2: because the top line, the 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 McKinnon line looked like it was it was really missing that extra element of oomph a little
1: grind yeah
2: yeah for sure and I, the the whatever like magic that we thought we were seeing with Kadri and, and Landeskog, like you throw new hook in there instead of Nachushkin and it just sort of changed the dynamic enough that it was like let's just put this back yeah uh, and they did and I thought both lines took steps forward and really dominated the third period as a result
1: well. Let's, let's go a little bit chronologically here. McKinnon shows up, pops off for the first goal of the game. Um, I don't really know what to tell other teams when McKinnon does stuff like this because it's like, yeah, he's just better than you. <laughs> what Like, what do you do when you have Nathan McKinnon walking it between a dude's leg behind himself, finding it in the slot, and just beating your goaltender? I I don't know how you ask someone to defend that. You just go, dang, he's really good. So obviously the start, the abs were looking for there.
2: Yeah. It's a high school play, man. I mean, that's, they that was exceptional hockey, right? Like, <laughs> they, like they, like it's very standard stuff here. And then all of a sudden McKinnon is just like, that's just nasty. And that's, that's the guy where you're like, how did this guy have four goals for two and a half months? Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? And then he scores, and and you hear Roach in the background like scoring a sixteenth of the, and <laughs> you're like, happens fast, doesn't it? He,
1: I mean, he really has been a man on a mission the last no. three, four, five games where it's like that dude's hungry and that dude wants to put pucks in the back of the net.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So. and he was feeling it. I mean, like. Like I said, like when he came out of that first period, I mean, there was a jump to that line. They're are zipping pucks around. So,
1: I, I think you pointed out in the third period, Mac walks in and just, I mean, he fires a absolute missile, and, and Sorokin makes the save because the shot just hit him in the blocker. But yeah, but yeah, he, that wasn't he yeah. didn't put, his blocker was just there, and he, <laughs> Mac hit it. So, and you're you're seeing that level of of shooting ability, which Mac has never had the greatest shot in the world, but it's been good enough. Yeah. when he's shooting like that, other teams are just hoping for the best. Yeah, it, it is what it is on that front. Uh, the other side, we don't have to get too deep into this because I hate talking about it. Do we think it was a fairly reasonably ref game for the most part?
0: <laughs> that, that face is correct. That is the correct face. <laughs> we were laughing about it in the third period where like let an avalanche penalty just go by the wayside and then not 20
1: seconds later the Mac weakest call. call yeah yeah it was back and forth for both teams again i, I don't think it really favored either team no, necessarily no. but you're in this baffling situation where again all you can ask for is consistency all the players yeah. want is consistency because if you're consistent then they know what they can and can't do and every single call in this game, it felt like was you didn't call that three shifts ago. What's going on? So
2: Yeah, about the only call that you were like, yeah, all right, was when Makar high sticked Clutterbuck, because you were like, okay, I mean, and even then, Clutterbuck like clutching at his face when it very clearly hits the side of his helmet. is yeah. like you fucking drama queen, just <laughs> calm down.
1: So Unfortunately, one of those penalties after their first goal leads to New York's first goal of the game. Uh, The goal was technically after the penalty expired, but it was really still on the power play. One of those kind of goals. Not uh, really sure if it was. Was this the deflected goal off Kale or was that the second goal? I forget.
2: Well I didn't see I, I never I didn't see it hit anything. Um, Neither
1: did I, but like I'm like trying to give Kemper the benefit of the doubt when you get beat I, seven hole, like
2: I'm pretty confident that he just never saw it because uh the first thing that I noticed on live was Kemper stood up and went and butt patted Makar and was kind of like Thanks, pal. <laughs> It was definitely
1: um, the shield the goalie without stopping the puck to the best of yeah, your ability like it, play I from Makar. I just don't
2: think he saw it because McCar McCar just happened to be uh, in the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I and like that was just like that's bad goaltending. Uh, and that's just a bad 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 puck tracking. It's just a bad break. That's yep. just it. Um and like you just try and survive those. You give those up sometimes. It was a lot of the other stuff from Kemper tonight that drove me crazy. But yeah, giving him a free goal like that where they're not playing well. They just had a power play where they had a ton of puck possession. And I guess they shot the puck a lot, but it like it didn't. It wasn't feel,
1: dangerous. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It didn't it really it really didn't feel like it was a, a, a power play that, that was going to build into any kind of five V five momentum. And then they get some free shit. And I'll like I'll tell you this, like Ryan Pulak deserved that. Uh, <laughs> that's his first goal of the season as a guy that's like a ten to fifteen goal scorer every year. Uh, he just, he's been so snake bit this year that like, obviously i watched plenty of the Isles, Right. But it's like, uh, Pulak, Pulak kind of deserved that. It was just kind of shitty to see it happen to <laughs> uh,
1: Look at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Cause the abs took the W right. So, uh,
2: yeah, it yeah like you say, hey, you survived it. Right. Yep. Um, but it's, it's one of those things. That's fine.
1: So. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. You can go get their beer, but also they are giving away tickets to the game on today's Tuesday. So Saturday, March fifth, they're giving away game tickets to the Calgary game. All you have to do to win them is go over to Instagram, post a picture of yourself in ABS gear to your story. It can be a jersey or some DNVR merch or whatever. Make sure you tag at Breck Brew and at DNVR underscore sports. If you get us both tagged in the picture, you'll be entered to win tickets to the game against Calgary. Be sure to get in on that. Go get yourself some free dope Avalanche tickets. Brought to you by Breck Brew. Uh, I don't. Free beer is pretty cool. Free tickets are pretty cool. Breck Brew is giving you both. <laughs> I, I don't know. There aren't that many better things than that in the world. So, go hit up Breck Brew for that. Use your Instagram to win yourself some free Avs tickets. Again, just throw on some Avs merch. Take a picture. Had a hit up at Breck Brew in the tags on your story. You're good to go,
0: and a pretty dope game to go to too. Yeah, that's
1: that's why uh, I'm so excited about it. Is Calgary is one of the better teams they play in March. They have a couple games against Calgary and a game against Carolina that are the two that you're really looking at for the ABS. Like, hmm, these are the ones. Yeah. These are the ones. But either way, Breck Brew's dope. So is DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use code DNVR to sign up for a new account there. You get amazing odds boost every single day, so be sure to jump on that. You can bet on things like Bla- Blaze goes three for three tonight yep. on his bets. So be sure to jump on uh, the Blaze train as he hit them all, which, I mean, come on, Devontae's point against his old team. That, <laughs> one, was, that one was free, but McKinnon gets the four-and-a-half shots to hit. Uh, I know Yahir hit on the over, which I didn't think was going to happen in this game, but... Even the taste, everyone is making mad money on the Colorado Avalanche right now. That's what but that's all I'm hearing is take all the abs bets and win a ton of money. So jump on that right now. Again, when you go over to DNB or go over to DraftKings, use code DNBR to sign up for a new account. Right now, they're running a promotion with the upcoming UFC fight. Be sure to get in on this deal that I'm about to tell you about when I find out what it says. Uh, hang on, hang on. Usually don't have these issues, but we're we're in it today. No, that's that's the wrong read. No, that's the wrong read. Yeah, I found it, found it. All right. So, what you're gonna want to do is go over there, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the DNVR promo code, and now this is this is old. This is. Not updated Oh well There's a super dope thing That I don't know what it is With the UFC fight Coming <laughs> up this week Do that Win What do you win? Alright So it's like bet, shit. bet three dollars On the main event If you pick the winner You probably win like 150 bucks Or maybe like 200 dollars Or something That's what they usually do so, Making reads up now This is great <laughs> Dude I make reads up Every day <laughs> Today I was like, I'll actually, I'll actually look at what the read is, and I'll do the right thing. No, can't find it. So I, I should just stick to my nonsense, I guess. <laughs> Go to DraftKings though. You, what you really want to bet on is Kale McCarr to win the Norris, anyway. Just literally bet your house on that, uh, and you'll be good. You'll win thousands of dollars. You'll help Blaise, us. Blaze, how out. many times have you doubled down on that bet?
0: Uh, I'm like either at nine or ten. I can check real fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Blaze has his kid's tuition on Kale McCar to win the Norris.
0: It's like all yeah, it's all the tuition for hockey next year there you paid go. for. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, expensive. that's the four year old's tuition. You gotta start <laughs> early. <laughs>
1: anyway, hit up DraftKings. You can bet on all sorts of nonsense. Highly recommend it. Must be twenty one or older, Colorado only. Other terms oh, restrictions and conditions apply. Only eight. Only eight. Wow. Jeez. So far. Dude. slacking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's late now. You yeah. used to get it plus. Now it's at minus 150 yeah. for Kale to get in. On the they're going to, so. they're gonna.
2: when he wins, they're going to think you're a Russian bot and they're going to shut down <laughs> your account.
1: Decline all your bets.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're going to have DraftKings show up at my door yeah. to audit me.
1: <laughs> make sure I'm a real person. Of course, yes. go to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The Avs come out in the second period. They have that great goal. We talked about it a little bit. Burkowski to Taze. Yeah. ridiculous. Read from everyone involved and and just excellently executed.
2: And then the Yo, Avs based have... off based off how they uh, based off of how they were playing. I looked at Z and I was like, this game's over. And she was like, really? They don't have to play anymore. And I was like, yeah, I think this is done because I was ready. <laughs> like they had dominated the Islanders in the first period Damn. and they had no business being in a tie game. For them to have come out at the very start of the period and and I was like I was like, oh yeah, they about to take flight. And then yeah, the Avs put your theory to the test.
1: They did, in fact, stop playing for a little bit after that goal. (laughs) Uh, immediately get get a goal dropped on them in the interim. And then another one later on in the second period. It's how much of this are you willing to chalk up to? Weird stuff happens in hockey games, and how much of this
2: is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. lot. (laughs) Let me tell you, because before, like, so they scored, they scored a tie it up, right? Whatever, the puck like slides through everybody on Earth, like it just slides through the entire everyone on the ice. You're just like, what? It's like it's it's not even like a bouncing puck where players are taking stabs at it. They just You know, they just miss and four guys make 50 50 coin flips and can't knock it out of the air. It's flat on the ice. It just (laughs) slides through everybody. And I'm like, how often do you see something like this happen where a puck comes from the corner and goes through at least five guys on the ice? And and it's to the far like, side of the net, right? That's yeah, what we're like, talking about. Yeah, bro, it's like- and, and then and then Kemper overcommits and opens up the net because he's lost. He's lost the 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 net at that point because he's desperate, right? Like, yeah, it it was just it, oh my god. I was like, are you kidding me with this? And people are like, oh yeah, the defense needs to play better, and it's like. Okay, sure, but like this is some bullshit. <laughs> and then a meet like we're talking minutes after that. Uh the the officials negate an icing. Uh they call off an icing for no reason. No reason. <laughs> and the islanders generate a scoring chance after one of their guys, I don't remember which defenseman it was, took a shot and his stick blows up. Yeah, it explodes. Yep. It turns into a perfect pass to a guy in front of the net. And and Kemper makes a great save on it, like, does a great job. But it was like, you're watching that, and the whole thing starts with, a, with an icing that they blew down for no fucking reason. And it was just like... When stuff like that starts to stack up on you, you're like, bro, this may be a bad karma night. Like, this is some bad juju all over me.
1: Genuinely, all night, you're watching broken plays go right to New York Islanders. All night.
2: Look at the the third goal. Like, the third goal. That puck, like Kemper, it stops stops Kemper, and then the puck bounces up and hits McKinnon in the stomach and falls (laughs) onto Palmieri's stick, and you're like, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
2: oh my gosh. Okay. Like, I, okay. I get it. But even down the stretch, right? Like,
0: with three minutes left, oh. like, what happened out in front of Kemper there? Like, the puck just bounces straight out to an Islander
2: streaking in. Yeah, yeah, well, and like some of that, like, like McCarr, McCarr loses it because he's trying to get too cute. And yeah, that's to make, sure. Yeah, that's where it's it like he's trying to make one of those plays that only Kale McCarr mm-hmm. can make. And then he, when you fail, when he fails to do it, it's like, wow, that looks real bad. Well, they gift wrap an <laughs> opportunity. This is why other guys don't try this, but and then, and then and then it goes totally sideways. Yeah, somehow still doesn't like. That was the point where I was like, this is the universe evening up this. <laughs> like, they're not waiting till next Monday when the abs yeah, are playing. No, that no sack. goal
1: got evened up right away. <laughs>
2: yeah. They're, they're evening up this right now. The universe <laughs> is done with all karma involving this game tonight. <laughs> there was no red in the ledger by the end of that game because all the nonsense that had gone to York's way went Colorado's way at the very end.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that was the difference in the hockey game. It's. I, I'm really excited to break down some of these goals on my review video later, because this game is a, the epitome of how hockey is a game of inches. You have the no goal on the Islander side in the third period where uh, less than literally millimeters from that puck being in the net. And then on the other side and credit to Bergakovsky for making an unbelievably good play here, but on the goal, he scores Yes, he gets lucky. It bounces off the dude's jock and into the net. But it when goes sh-
2: right off of Andy Green's rig.
1: <laughs> but when he's shooting that puck, you can see the timing of it. I, I forget who it was on the that, Islanders that is behind him. But Berkey shoots it about .2 seconds before that guy drops his stick down yep. right where his stick was. And it's like, that's the difference. You score goals in hockey by that much. Yep. And it's, it's awesome yeah. to see it exemplified so perfectly in one hockey game
2: he also, he also Sorokin also loses his net on that
1: he does uh, there's he a way bit out way yeah.
2: overstated that where you were like bro I sorokin was great tonight <laughs> the first period the only reason that the abs don't put up three or four is because Sorokin was good he was he was solid
1: other than the landy goal I agree <laughs>
2: That just happens. Yeah, I mean, I've said before that anytime a guy scores from behind the red line, it's a bad goal. Sure. And I do feel that way. But, like, there's also – that's a situation where he can't do anything about that. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean – well, you got to get to the post? Yeah. If you yeah. seal
1: it, that doesn't go in, right?
0: Like yeah, – I mean, That's hard to – I mean, it's easy to I say, know, hard to do. Like, there's a lot of times that I've seen, you know, it's like, oh – this is going to hurt the goalie, but it's a goal. Look, so if
1: I'm out there, i you? absolutely the guy getting goals scored off my jock. Like, I, know, I know what the score is, all right? But uh, either way, it it really was a weird hockey game because the Avs skill was on display for the whole thing. From from start to finish, it, certainly in the offensive zone, it was like, oh, they're kind of globetrottering yeah. this team.
2: Yeah, there was definitely an element where you could see the skill was shining. And, like, I thought, you know, just to, as an example of that, I thought Kale McCarr offensively was great. Tonight. He was a freak. Loved, he was a freak tonight. I loved him good. with the puck, and then I thought he was so fucking bad on defense. <laughs> I thought, he. oh, my God, they were, I, they were feasting on him. And, like, there was some bad luck. Again, some bad luck involved there, uh, where they got that little Anders Lee, Brock Nelson uh, two on one from the turn, from the turnover yeah. behind Colorado's net because the puck goes off of uh, the, the ref's skate as McCarr goes to get and, it. And, and he, like,
1: straight up kicks it to. Yeah. <laughs> the and Islanders. he kicks it,
2: he kicks it to, 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 out to Anders <laughs> Lee, and they get a scoring chance out of it. Again, like, there were some bounces for the Islanders that probably should have ended up in Colorado's net. But then the things that ended up in Colorado's net probably or shouldn't. Bad
1: goals, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it was uh, it was kind of a kind of a weird game like that, but for Makar, it was like the ultimate tale of two superstars yeah. here where whew, he was electric offensively. He was reading the play. He did I I thought his puck moving was good. I I liked that he was shooting. I liked a lot of his decisions. To, to shoot, uh, especially on the power play, I thought it looked a lot cleaner. And then defensively, just, it was just getting run through. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the video coach is going to have a lot to break down in the defensive zone. I mean, just watching the game, there was a lot of breakdowns down there. Don't want to pick too much <laughs> on uh, Johnson's play in the defensive zone there, but there was one where I can't one, remember who man. was coming down. Where he actively got out of way, out of the way of the shooter,
1: and yeah. just let them it, have the lane to the one net. One on one, and he's like, "What if I just skate over here?" <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Kemper ended up making the save on that one, but on, the, go ahead. Yeah, and then the, on the other one that we talked about
0: as well is uh, just for some reason in front of the net, there's always no Avalanche defenseman yeah. and an Islander right out front.
1: Yeah. Like multiple times when the abs failed to get the puck out of the zone, you look back into the zone and there's an islander alone in front of Darcy <laughs> Kemper, and you're like, "That's bad. Don't do that. Stop." <laughs> the other thing I would point it out also
2: hurt them because there were times where they had situations like that where the abs broke pucks out. Yeah, and that guy that they, they, they had numbers because that guy was. Yep chilling. I think yeah. like I half think, a dozen so times they had three
1: on twos, yeah.
2: I, I do wonder how much of that is coaching wrinkle on coaching wrinkle, where Trots was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put this guy here. Sure. Where we yeah. think it can be an advantage, and the Avs were like, All right, we'll live with that. You do that like, and we'll send it. Chances. Yeah. We uh, we're we're the best team in the NHL in transition, and you're gonna give us numbers on purpose. <laughs> like we'll take the chance that we can defend your guy net front eventually, versus uh, giving us a, a free, you know, a free numbers breakout. So I wonder, I do wonder like how much of that, like, I, yeah. I don't think on any given night you're going to be like, sure. Hey, big, big dog, just hang out, you know? Like, <laughs> but I I do wonder how much of that is, is like a, a, a trade off that the apps were okay with.
0: Yeah. And that's a side effect of also pushing play, right. And having your defense jump up into the play. Like you're always going to leave a guy back there, but it just seems like once you see that, you should identify and at least drop another guy back.
1: The I, part that drove me crazy about it is, it, you can count five, six, seven times a night where the abs trying to break the puck out deep in their own zone, cut right in front of Kemper to go up the middle, and it's like, okay,
2: yeah, it's man one <laughs>
1: hockey. This is fine. <laughs> just don't turn it over. <laughs>
2: one well, and, and like we react like that but also like the abs the, this is why the abs are like puck skill we have to have guys who have puck skill because we want to play this way it's not a way that other teams play and when other teams aren't playing that way guess what they're also not doing other teams aren't defending somebody playing that way every night yeah. and so it causes problems like the it's so funny to me that we talk so much about how Colorado has a problem with X styles or whatever. And on nine out of every 10 nights, it's the other team having a problem with Colorado style.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: And you saw it tonight, like at, at its absolute best at, at the Islanders absolute best during the second period, you're talking about a period that shots wise ended up almost even in terms of shot attempts. Well, Ended up almost even.
1: And you look at, the quality of opportunities the Avs still get when the Islanders were giving them their best. And the quality is there for Colorado, regardless of whether they finished them or not. Uh, They're definitely in that boat. And I, I, I do think part of the conversation is... Unfortunately, the Avs' depth really didn't produce tonight, but the best shift of this game for the Avs was... A fourth line shift in the offensive zone where they they genuinely spent like two straight minutes in the offensive zone at five on five, and unfortunately yeah. nothing came of it. But I they mean, made them
2: work. A shift a shift involving Darren Helm and Curtis McDermott yep. and Nicholas Ave Kubel was excellent. Yeah, and kept them kept them hemmed in long enough. But I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm telling, like they they need help there. They very obviously they need, need help finishing. There. They just do. But like that that if you're looking for a positive sign, it's that against a grindy team that wants to play that way, those dudes did fine tonight. Yep. Like had that no, was no not that was not an area where Colorado struggled tonight. That was that was not the group that that had any kind of problems. I I don't think individually any lines one through four were problematic tonight. I don't think any of them got caved. None of them. None of them got run through. They all had moments. There were there were positives for everybody out there tonight. Uh, and I just think that if, if it weren't for a poor night, a poorer night, it wasn't like he was atrocious or anything. Just much nowhere near as good as we've seen uh, recently. But if it weren't for a weaker night uh, from Darcy Kemper, this probably isn't a very competitive game. Yeah. And. Agreed.
1: This is the magic of having such a high-end, well-rounded team is, yeah, Darcy Kemper had an off night tonight, and at the end of the day, it just didn't matter.
2: Yeah, if you're going to give up three goals, we always talk about it's it's largely a race to three in the NHL. If you're going to give up three goals, you've got to have it in the bag to be able to score more than that. All right. Well, they do, yeah. They had that in the bag. They got four with a goalie in net, and then they ended up with an empty netter. And P.S. Great job by Eric Johnson. Super calm, makes it look yep. easy. And then you're wondering why this is a team, Well, like, with guys like Miko Rantanen, <laughs> can't score
1: an empty netter, netter to save they his have life. the
2: fuck in the offensive zone. <laughs> without a goaltender there, and you're just like. <laughs> block, 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 block. <laughs> So two other guys, I I know I I don't know where we're headed, but I really, I really don't want to get out of the show without saying uh, how strongly I felt about both of these guys tonight. But how many times have we talked about playing Alex Newhook with talent?
1: Sweet. Jesus, did he look good tonight?
2: (laughs) Right? Had Had a lot of high danger chances. Like, and I understand that he, he was involved in a lot of high event hockey, yeah. that there was a lot for and a lot against. He ended up on the right side of those things, uh, except for high danger chances. But that is, that's where you're, where we're talking about, look, you're, you put skill with skill and you see how it goes. He was all over it. It yeah. ruled
1: in the offensive zone with him this whole game, I'm literally just sitting there going, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> it, well, was, this- it was really, really good and super encouraging. And it was yeah. like, that was that was the kind of performance where we're talking about like, hey, like when you put him with, with talent, I think he's gonna thrive. But this is like proof of concept, right? Like just one more feather in the cap of like, look, Nas. We love you. <laughs> You're going to get paid way too much money, though, and we're going to be okay with feather that. Feather in because... your cap, you say? Yeah, f- fe- feather in your dad, <laughs> feather in your lad, feather, feather in, in your hat, and feather in everything but a cap, apparently. <laughs> Good God, man. That was, that was hard to watch, honestly. <laughs> But no, the other and the other guy that I really wanted that I want to give love to, and I'm sorry, Rudo, and I know you're gonna roll your eyes, but dude, I think it's been, I think we're starting to see a string of games together here from Ryan Murray, and especially with the puck and in the offensive zone, where it's like he's he's creating things, he's moving around, he's not just standing there and being like, all right, I'll just play my position. He's starting to vibe a little bit more, like we saw he was doing before the injuries. And I uh, like that upside, man. I like it. Defensively, it's still, it's obviously still, like, it's not physical. It's all positional. It's all stick. It's all get out and and transition, whatever. But I mean, Ryan, I thought Ryan Murray acclimated really well to the Islanders coming at him. I liked Ryan Murray more than I like Sam Gerard.
1: Agreed. Yes. Agreed yeah. on that. I thought it was a really rough night for Sam Gerard, yeah. to be honest with you. Did not think he played particularly well in either zone. Um I didn't I didn't mind Ryan Murray tonight. I thought he was fine. I still don't trust him as far as I can throw him, and I can't throw him. So
2: Well I, I, that- I don't trust I don't trust his health, but I've always trusted the player because I'm familiar with him, but uh I will I like obviously there have been some brutal nights. For him and yeah. especially when he first came back a couple weeks ago where it was like, oh, oh, this is not great. <laughs> but I think it's I honestly, I think it's if he if he can really settle into that, and I'm not just like if this is the best that he has, it's still not I, I would say you're still looking for a little bit more there. You can get better. Yeah. But if he builds off of this and becomes consistently more than this or even honestly just consistently this it's a much higher level than we've seen, uh, from, from that spot at times this year. And so I, when you're trying to, when you're trying to bring the floor of your roster closer to your ceiling, that, that kind of improvement from a, from a veteran is, I think is an important development to keep an eye on, especially as they approach the deadline. You don't really need Luke Shen if you get that kind of play out of Ryan Murray.
1: Fair enough. Uh, we are brought to you by Avoca TV. So, if you don't want to have a hard night and want an easy way to watch the Avalanche for just 25 bucks a month, you can go to them and get their receiver. It comes with over the air and internet. So, you got to have internet for the record. But for just 25 bucks a month, you can get Altitude TV as well as other national channels as AJ turns into deep throat over here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, what happened? I uh, Oh, you know, okay. I know this, what happened.
1: Did you, like, change your monitor to, like, some dark screen or something?
2: Uh, I switched tabs to a night background. And ah, uh, that's that's uh, what did it. Uh, yeah, our, our e-cam is bright white. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Evoca
1: TV will not leave you in the dark when it comes to watching the abs and nuggets. They will also have... AT&T Sports Network, when the Rockies do officially return from whatever lockout nonsense is going on right now with the MLB. so They got you covered for all your local sports. Be sure to jump on it. It's great picture quality. Highly recommend. Again, compared to Comcast, which you literally cannot watch Altitude on right now, it's way cheaper than uh, DirecTV. So it's your best option to legally watch the Avs right now, which... I get it. I know a lot of you are perfectly happy with, uh, with piracy and all of that, but there's a lot of abs fans out there that have fallen to the wayside because they either don't understand or don't want to figure out how to do that. So those are the people recommend Avaca TV to them. That is how you do it. Yeah. I say you got to have internet because I get it. I know, I know YouTube's audience. I know a lot of you. I know, I know you guys know how to find your avalanche game, but I'm saying like my parents go to my dad, He would love something like a Vodka TV because he's not going to go through all the nonsense of sports surge or whatever other nonsense you're trying to get through. So, you know, maybe keep in mind something like your parents to to go let them know they can watch the abs and it's not that difficult to do on your TV anymore. Uh, Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Drax King Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by Ranch Rider. Got one right on the table right there uh absolutely delicious we, we're genuinely like running through them here at the bar Dude, faster than we can restock every them every time i come in <laughs> here they're just gone wasn't me this time <laughs> <laughs> that was only last time uh but they're actually delicious they're in the top 10 selling alcohol companies in the u.s right now so you know they're good they come from texas from a uh food truck they use ranch water which is a thing i guess it's basically just delicious seltzer water i don't know how else to explain it they use tequila and vodka in it so you mix it together you get real drunk it tastes real good everybody <laughs> wins all right top of the line that's the way you sold to me go i'm saying it's yep. that easy yeah so check out your ranch riders today go get some of their uh, what's cocktails in a can is that the official term not official, but it okay that's what it is uh Third period for real. Uh, look, the Abs are the first team in the NHL to 40 wins. They're 40, 10, and 4, which is actually dumb. It's March, people. It's it's, it's March, March 1st. It's, it's barely March. March. And the Abs are... Uh, Carolina lost in overtime tonight, so they're five points clear of the next closest team still. Uh... They're good. (laughs) Historically good. Genuinely, I don't know that I've ever watched a team that's been this good in the regular season. And I watched the classic era apps. And they were really, really good. So it's ridiculous. AJ, we talked about this before the show a little bit. You've had, you've been on like a thousand podcasts. What's that like? Jack Johnson, a thousand games.
2: Well, you know, you, you just have to be dedicated to the craft and you have to work hard every day. This is the most uh, fucking yeah. hockey <laughs> answer I've ever heard. You,
0: you haven't given it to the other people yet though. Like you can't. Make it all about yourself,
2: right? I You're- mean, it's really, it's really a testament to the talent that I've had around <laughs> me that have elevated me <laughs> to this point and really been able. You know, I've I've been able to survive a, a co-host change a couple of times, which oh my god, which really goes, which really goes to show you that uh, the it's really about who I'm working with and 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 not who's working with me that 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 is really the key to, <laughs> to keeping it on the air. So. You know, I just just want to just just want to give a shout out to everyone who has come on to the show and, and given me reason to, to talk about <laughs> hockey. Yeah, every yeah. Day.
1: If you ever need someone to filibuster, call Jesus. a hockey player because they can talk about nothing forever.
0: You gotta you gotta add some more ums in there to be a real hockey player. There's a lot of ums and you knows. Yeah, you knows you know, the you knows, knows, they knows they get in
1: there. You knows. Oh, <laughs> you know, I just think that. And well, you know, through a thousand games, that's just kind of the way she goes, but
2: You know, you you wake up on day one and you think, <laughs> I can't believe I can I get to go do this today. And then by the by the fiftieth day, you're like, Huh, this is dope. And then when you're talking about a thousand, you're like, That just means I'm old, lol. <laughs>
1: by game one thousand, you know, it's still great, but
2: I I don't want to get up in the morning. <laughs>
1: Uh, congratulations. Why do,
2: why do you think that our podcast is at 1 p.m.?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get up in the morning either, so fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking ahead for Colorado. Uh, they have one more game that you would expect them to win uh, on Thursday. They're going up against Arizona. Aj, what's your what's your take on March? This is another thing we talked about in the pregame. You have a couple games against Calgary, one against Carolina, one against Minnesota, right at the end of the month. But this is a lot of games where you're looking at it and you're saying these are a lot of beatable teams.
2: Well, when you're the Avalanche, you're looking at 31 other teams and saying that's a lot of beatable teams. Fair enough. Uh, and and like you're talking about, like we're, we're we're elevating Calgary just because they're the only other like they're they're second in the West, right? Yeah. Uh, they've, they've been on an unbelievable hot stretch. Um, and and they've gotten great goaltending, and they've had a great top line, and they do all these things, right? And I keep making the case that they are the Kopitar Cup-era kings. Sure. It's, it's, exactly, it's exactly who I see. Get uh, it, and they can make some noise kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and a big physical defense that's multifaceted enough to chip in, but it really is about... Shutting you down, shot suppression, great goaltending, and uh, a top line winning games for them. Uh, depth wise, I think they're they're pretty solid too. I mean, you have you know the Mangiapanis and Blake Coleman's and guys like that filling out your depth. You're pre- they're pretty good, man. So I think that the Calgary games are going to be important to see as a measuring stick for everybody. Hey, the Flames, the Flames want to take a shot at the at the top team in the West. Like standings wise, I think it's going to be tough for them to really chase down Colorado but when you're looking and you're projecting and you're trying to use regular season matchups to forecast the future which first of all don't do that but (laughs) it's always going to be a conversation uh when you get into a playoff series well how'd they do during the regular season and you know I think uh I think those are going to be important litmus tests for everybody Colorado wants to see how they do against Calgary too you know, I think they were important litmus tests for Sega, or for, for Vegas, that they... Vegas got uh, cozy the tight little schedule that was heavily in their favor in that situation and got zero points out of it, you know? And obviously injuries and availability and a lot of factors play a role in these things, but I think when you're looking at the schedule, you're saying, look, Colorado's gonna be favored in every single one of those games. You definitely want to see what they do against Carolina. I think that's going to be, I think, I feel like that's probably a matchup a lot of people want, but you also just want to see, Hey, like they, they do their thing. They're still, they're still competitive and you don't want to get swept by anybody except Columbus this year. Cause that's done.
1: <laughs> yeah. I. It's kind of ridiculous to think about the pace. The abs are on with the wind tonight. They are tied for the second fastest team to 40 wins ever.
2: Yeah. And, and like you can, the, the, avalanche should start having the conversation where, you know, like they are, you know, games, games in hand. Suddenly they've played more games than everybody. It's so strange, but, uh, games, games in hand being what they are, like they're starting to separate from the teams out East a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and like that's a cluster of teams. I mean, you're talking; they've got a 14 point lead on the Western Conference. Hey, that,
1: genuinely, three, the West is over.
2: Both both 70 point teams, St. Louis and Calgary, have two games in hand. So, at absolute best case scenario, those teams are 10, ten points, points back. Which, they are they are 10 points back, which is essentially five games behind the Avalanche. In a, a normal year, but, it's impossible to make up that ground with 28 28 games to play. Yeah. Okay, so that's where that's where and that's the best case scenario that you're going to make up. You have to be five games better over 28 games than a team who's lost 10 (laughs) in regulation up to this point. You could totally do it. Head to head matchups would help if Calgary wins all three of those head to heads. All right. Now now you're four points back again. Best case scenario, you win every one of those games. The Avs get no points. You're still four points back of them. So I, I think they'll be important. They'll be important. March will be an important month, but the Avalanche can effectively end the top seed in the West race this month, especially if they do well against Calgary head to head.
1: Yep. It, uh, you know, mathematics being what they are in the NHL, nothing is ever clinched until April, but it, for all intents and purposes, it could be pretty much over by mid March. Yeah. Um, we do have one super chat here to get to uh, $10 from nom nom. Thank you very much. King of the game. Goalie red line. Uh, yeah. Anders Lee preventing New York from scoring their own goal. Shout out to him on that one. <laughs> Definitely healthy the app. I'm pretty confident that puck goes in if he doesn't touch it. Yeah. So take it where you can get it. I guess sometimes lucky. Sometimes the hockey gods smile upon you. Uh yeah, I I think we're pretty good here. Any final thoughts from either of you two tonight?
2: Can I just say how wild it is that the abs have, through 54 games have a 52-point lead on Arizona? Actually <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> they're,
1: they're, that, that's the one thing. If the abs do continue on this pace and so does Arizona they could actually statistically eliminate Arizona from first place in the West, like next week, yeah, (laughs) which is hilarious (laughs) to me.
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah, it might. I mean, I guess this isn't really important, but they might be able to do it sooner than that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious.
1: Blaze any any final thoughts?
0: I mean, this Thursday game, the Avs took the L from Arizona last time they played, They so. did. It's
2: true. actually actually if they if the Avs beat Arizona head to head, it's over. Uh it pushes it to even.
1: And they'll have lost the season series then. Yeah. So
2: Well, and so the the one uh the Madden Arizona's magic number would be 1 at that point. <laughs> So any any <laughs> any point that the ABS get or Arizona lose, so dumb. That's so dumb. Um, the the Coyotes, if the ABS beat the Coyotes in regulation, yeah, it'll be I believe it'll be
1: any one. other point either way means that Arizona can no longer finish <laughs> top yeah, in the mathematically, West.
2: Mathematically, they will not be able to catch Colorado. That's insane. That's crazy. All right. I wonder where sons and four guy is right now
1: (laughs) on that nonsense. We're going to wrap up the show today. We are off tomorrow. We'll be back for pre and post game as well as watch along Thursday. So be sure to go check that out. And then Friday, I think Jesse and I are going to be doing a a little bit of a goalie show. Don't actually believe in any goalies can get traded, but then the goalie show will be there so we can shut y'all up. Uh, Next week, we're going to be doing some roast my roster stuff. So be sure to uh, get your dr- uh, cat-friendly rosters and trades ready, locked, and loaded for that. No, uh, not
2: next week. Yes, next week. No, that's too soon. Why? Because we need to wait for a few other things to happen. Do we? Yes. We need as many games played to try and decide what, what Dallas is.
1: Yeah, the end of next week is, like, March 13th. Like... We're a week from the deadline. It's got to be then. Mm, we can talk sometime in the next two weeks. We're doing a roast your <laughs> roster. So have them well, right.
2: start working on them. I know. I know that you guys, I, what I want to see is cap friendly starting to fill up with DNVR. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite, especially when somebody doesn't know what DNVR is. And it's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Either there way. was a person last year who genuinely thought it was one person he, he,
1: posting making a new account
2: <laughs> and create different rosters every single, like for, for like three weeks that this dude <laughs> thought that it was one guy doing this.
1: Okay. We're going to get out of here. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate it a ton. Be sure to like and subscribe, all that good stuff. We will be back on Thursday. Until then, we will talk to you on the next one.